on this episode of Hit the Deck. It may not be March, but St. Patrick is healing people with the power of hockey. You know, I feel a little bad because this is a serious and important issue, but when you say deck to the rescue, all I'm picturing is a St. Bernard in a helmet and a jersey and, and maybe some sneakers. And we may not know exactly what rugby is, but is ball hockey replacing it in Bermuda? I will say this. There is an obvious connection between deck hockey and rugby in that both groups of players are generally pretty tough and generally pretty nuts. Plus, do you have that perfect hockey gift for that special someone in your life? Don't be so sure. If you know the person you're buying for well enough, by all means, if not, the person asking for it should be very specific. And if all else fails, just get a gift card. All this and more on this episode of Hit the Deck. And theme. And the home of the brave. Episode 119 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And uh, once again, we have let another week pass us by. It's in the mirror, it's in the rear view, and we are one week closer to that most, most special of, uh, of days. Um... I was going to come out with some kind of joke like New Year's or Groundhog Day or Martin Luther King. It's, it's Christmas. We're closer to Christmas. I don't have anything funny. I'm sorry. Uh, hopefully the rest of the podcast will be more worth your while. In the meantime, dear listener, I hope you've been well in the intervening week. And I do want to get into a couple of things right up here at the top. But before I do that, I want to continue the most holy of traditions that we've begun here on the podcast, and that is to right up front tell you who we are and so in that case we will jump right into our starting lineup for this podcast and for tonight's starting lineup in goal as ever i am number 35 your american rhino gary mccomiskey and of course my competent co-host on defense number four i'm james sajazi how you doing buddy hanging in there how about you sir i am well i and and part of the reason why i am doing so very well is because as we record this i am just over a week away from a week plus vacation from work as you know brag 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 i i get the the whole week between christmas and new year's off so i am i'm i'm sorry james i'm not trying to rub it in i just i look forward to this every year and it's been a long year so and it's the new year is going to be chock full of uh let's call them challenges at work so i i i just i need this i need this james hey because it's you i'm happy for you god bless so enjoy well earned thank you thank you so yes anyway that's <laughs> that's what's going on with me and oh you know what speaking of just since it's it's a little bit of short notice and we'll blast this out on our social media and i hope that you dear listener will get a chance to check this out 
I know some of you are not listening to this until after this has already happened. However, I, I want to, you know, throw this out there right up at the top in case, you know, it's, it's, it's the time and you are listening to this. You can always pause this and go back. What, what I'm, I'm rambling and, and, and not getting to the point on here is that this Saturday, which is to say Saturday, December 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard time on facebook i think is where we usually do this right live on facebook james and i will be doing our annual christmas scrimmage so uh you can see our ugly mugs and uh, we will be we'll be talking christmas stuff and deck hockey stuff and what have you we would absolutely love it if you could join us for that so we'll be there and we hope to see you there as well if you have missed it or if you can't check it out live it'll be up there for you to check out and we will also post the audio of it afterwards here in the podcast stream so you have plenty of opportunities to check that out i just want to let you know right now right up top all that being said how has last week treated you james next question please (laughs) Okay. Well, in that case, I will say this. I know that the last week and the last day or so specifically has treated us very well as a podcast because we got an answer to an asked question from a previous podcast asked by you and I, which is, what the heck is a sockeye? Well, superfan Lou came through for us here on the podcast. Thank you, Lou. Apparently, a sockeye is a type of salmon which is uh, prevalent in certain parts of the country. So that is why the Seattle Sockeyes was an option for the naming of that team and the yet-to-be-named franchise. So uh, I guess they could be fish, which uh, (laughs) considering they're on a frozen ice surface, it seems detrimental to their health. You know, fish usually swim in the water, not skate around on top of it. So I know salmon have a tendency to to, jump and, you know, when they swim upstream, they have that reputation for leaping out of the water, but they do eventually return to it. I don't see that ending well. So I stand (laughs) by my stance that that is not a great name. I agree. And, and, and yes, thank you very much, Superfan Lou. We appreciate that. And we really appreciate the smart, intelligent listeners that we have out there. So thank you very, very much. It's always good to learn something new. And also, in case you're wondering about sharks, there are sharks that are able to survive and thrive in very cold environments. So they're cool. The San Jose sharks, that work. So Gary, I completely agree with you. And you're 100% right about the salmon stuff. So we'll see if they cross that off their list for possible team names in the future. Hey, this is a completely random thought and probably a reference that only a percentage of our listenership will get. But nevertheless, we've talked about how many NHL franchises do reach out and do like deck hockey in their communities to try and grow the sport. That seems to be a common topic here on the podcast. I was thinking if the San Jose Sharks, which you just mentioned, did do some kind of outreach in that vein, would that make them street sharks? Oh, jeez. Huh? 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 What? Actually, that's a pretty good name for a deck hockey team. Good job, American Rhino. For those of you too young or too old or too ambivalent to know, the Street Sharks were a cartoon, a Saturday morning cartoon that was on in in the youth of James and myself. It, it's it's one of many knockoffs of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that tried to capitalize on that kind of uh, you know popularity and 
I, I don't think they had anything to do with hockey. I didn't actually watch the show, but it was basically a trio, I think, of mutant sharks that like humanoid sharks that fought crime and such. So, you know, they were this, they, but they were like, you know, kind of tough guy gang sharks. So, you know, they were out on the streets. They were protecting the streets. So they were street sharks. But, you know, if they were playing deck hockey, then, you know, street sharks. You get it. You get it. I don't have to explain the joke, right? No. All right. As good. we just said, our listeners are very intelligent. They are savvy. You are savvy. Oh, I hope you don't get so savvy that you realize that there's no reason for you to keep listening to this podcast. But <laughs> anyway, let's just assume that, that you're not quite that savvy yet. And let's also hope that we can give you something worth listening to here. I also want to thank another listener of ours for contributing this week, Superfan Sue. And we will get into a, her contribution specifically a little later in the show. But just since we're handing out kudos to our fans, I did not want Sue to think that she had been overlooked so thank you Sue. the great goalie that you are well done american rhino so i honestly uh let's see christmas we're going to talk more about that later i talked about jury duty last week put up a metric ton of decorations but that's not really something that is something that i can discuss on the podcast because you know christmas lights are by their very nature a visual medium i got my christmas tree I hurt my hand a little in the process, but I think it's it's mostly better. What happened? I uh, I don't know. I was it's just a weird thing. I strained. I think I strained like some tendons or ligaments or something in my hand. I uh, I I it's it's okay. It's getting better. It's it's pretty much healed by now. But for a couple of days, it was really hard to grip and it hurt when I moved my my thumb certain ways. But uh, I got I got a nice. I believe it's a a balsam fur. Is yeah. what we wound up going with, and uh, you know Santa was there at the garden center where we got our tree, Garden World, and he he complimented the tree that we pulled out, and it was covered in ice and snow, and uh, that's I think part of the reason why I, I hurt my hand because it was so unnaturally heavy because part of it was frozen and you know covered in snow, and and apparently it was imported Canadian ice and snow, so uh, you know our Christmas tree you know, has a little piece of the great white North come with it. Well done, man. I mean, Hey, hockey and Canada go hand in hand. So that, that just well done, sir. Oh, Canada, you gave me ice and tree. I'm not going to continue because I mean, a, I'm probably offending any Canadian listeners and B, I don't know the anthem well enough to really do it justice. Well, you're not the Canadian rhino. You're the American rhino. You're not wrong. Eh? all right all right you know what we should probably start this podcast because i don't have anything (laughs) compelling to talk about and you know this is getting a little old so in that case you know we have better things to talk about and james i i do sincerely hope that you will be willing to talk about them so would you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast you got it sir thank you so much Deck to the rescue! A great man dubbed St. Patrick has been using deck hockey as a way to help young adults with mental health issues get exercise, have fun, and make friends. Two worlds collide! What does deck hockey have to do with rugby? I don't know, but the American Rhino and I are about to find out with you, unless you're in Bermuda and you already know. And deck Christmas gifts! Mary and I usually suggest what gifts you should get for the hockey fan in your life for Christmas. Well, this time we're going to steer you clear of what not to get. It's a no-lose situation. Either you pick up the perfect gift and take the credit for it, or if you don't, you can just blame us. 
And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So, deck to the rescue? Yeah, in an article written by Craig Desson of CBC News. Really wonderful story. Again, we can't overemphasize the importance of deck hockey and all of its benefits. But one of the things I enjoy about this podcast anyway is learning about how people use deck hockey in so many different ways for so much good. And a gentleman by the name of Patrick Merrigan, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, in uh, Kirkland, Quebec, has been using deck hockey as a way to help young adults combat mental health issues. It's it's really remarkable. That is great. And You know, I feel a little bad because this is a serious and important issue. But when you say deck to the rescue, all I'm picturing is a St. Bernard in a helmet and a jersey and and maybe some sneakers like, uh, you know, maybe a a little a little stick, you know, held held in his jaws. I'll, you know, like a stick that one fetches with. But uh, maybe one of those little knock hockey sticks. That would be that would be appropriate. But um, yeah, uh, please. Tell us what this actually is before I I make a bigger fool of myself, please. Well, you know, um, Mr. Merrigan has been doing this for the last 16 years, and uh, maybe that could be a team mascot or a league mascot. That's a great idea, American Rhino. But uh, yes, he is the organizer and he is also the referee. And he has uh, he hosts afternoon matches for the young adults. And uh, the idea is to have them get exercise and, and connect with each other and feel better about themselves and, and have fun. It's a great way to do it. Obviously, we've said this so many times that deck hockey and sports in general, they, they teach you so many life lessons and help you become a better person and the beauty of sport at its core. And this is another wonderful example of that. And he also says, Mr. Merrigan, this is a quote that they all feel better because exercise is good for your mental health. Very true that it gets the blood flowing, the brain likes that, it likes oxygen. And as human beings, we are designed to run around and, and do things. We've kind of de-evolved where we used to be hunters and, and things of that nature. Now we kind of sit on our butts and stare at screens all day. But as our core, and I think one of the reasons why sports are so important, is that we're designed to run around and, and have fun at least, or uh, use our bodies if we are able to do so for blessed with the ability to run and so on and so forth. You know, I, I, it's easy for me to make jokes about this, but I'm going to resist that temptation and I'm going to speak kind of seriously on this topic and say this as a goalie specifically, I've spoken a number of times on this podcast about having uh, let's say cold streaks and, 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 you know, stretches where I'm not playing at my best and giving up a lot of goals and claiming to be depressed or or something very much like that, you know, given the nature of the position. And I think it's easy for us, us being just people generally, to kind of take for granted the fact that we can treat this basically just a game for fun with such importance because we have the luxury of doing that because most of us are fortunate enough not to have to deal with real issues like the, you know, mental health issues and chronic depression that this program is seeking to address. And so it, it's stories like this are a good reminder for us as athletes, I think. And, and I know I'm kind of speaking on behalf of everybody. I apologize for that. My, my soapbox isn't so high this week. It's just kind of a gentle reminder to myself. And I guess by extension, you, the listener, that, you know, 
this is supposed to be fun. And to think of a program like this being able to help people kind of overcome these issues is a great way to put in perspective what we are actually doing when we're out there playing hockey, which is, you know, obviously competing, but at its core, we are playing a game and therefore trying to have fun, you know, by, by just its very nature. So I think I'm going to take this whole thing as a lesson and a reminder, and I'm going to, I'm sure I will slip and I will forget, but just for now, uh, it's it's a little early. It's a few weeks early to be making resolutions, but I'm going to say anyway that I'm going to try and keep this with me as a, a positive thing to remember when I'm out there and, and try not to let it get to me and, and try to remember that there are people who deal with actual, you know, depression and, and, and actual like problems besides just a stupid hockey game. So that's all for me. I'm going to step down now. Well, I'm going to follow your lead, American Rhino. Well said. And another benefit for Patrick Merrigan's league is the Kirkland Sports Complex that they play in. They don't charge the ball hockey league to use the gymnasium. So that's a very nice gesture. Yeah, on their part. And as we said before, uh, Mr. Merrigan has been doing this for 16 years. He's a community worker and he works for Community Perspective in Mental Health. And it's a group that provides help with uh, severe mental health problems to young adults And uh, Merrigan said, quote, I want people to feel good about life. And that's another reason behind this. And uh, what a great idea to use deck hockey for that, because you keep practicing at it. You have more fun with it. You get teammates. It's it's a lot of good benefits. And and, and yes, of course, you get exercise as well, among other things. Uh, It's an interest. It's something to keep you busy and maybe even spark a fire in you for becoming an NHL fan. And that's going to really do a lot for you as well. You have something to root for, camaraderie, fans, and things to talk about and uh, help you out with getting out of your shell and and meeting new people and whatever the case is. So it really has so much good benefits to it. And it's really endless to the doors it can open. And hopefully these uh, poor people that are dealing with this can overcome it or at least keep it in check, whatever the case is. And God bless them for it. And uh, that's why this gentleman is dubbed St. Patrick because of his great idea and his big heart. I will say this. I know I, I said I was going to resist the temptation to to make light of this because it is a serious situation. But I hope you'll permit me one little quip here. In my experience, being a sports fan has not been great generally for my mental health and emotional stability. So I, I hope that... Uh, you know, I, I certainly get where you're coming from, but moderation, I would say, is probably called for. And uh, uh, as I previously mentioned, perspective. No, you know what? That that's a, that is a great point. And um, yes, full disclosure, I do have to admit the most abusive relationship I've ever been in has been my love of the New York Rangers and the New York Mets, because they have broken my heart in many, many, many ways. And I keep coming back for more. So a uh, good Fair warning out there by the American Rhino. So yeah, maybe we have bigger problems. But anyhow, the idea, maybe if you're just a general fan, if you love the NHL, that's probably your best bet. Watch the NHL Network, see the best players in the world compete, and you don't have to devote yourself to uh, a specific team. But when they do win, maybe it's worth it. Just ask the Capitals, you know, as an example. But um, the other great thing about this, it's a charity. So the CBC, which is where this article was posted, they are supporting the charity for 
the community perspective in mental health, and they're holding something called the Light Up Our Community Christmas Fundraiser, and it runs until December 10th. So Gary and I will try and post some information about that for uh, your benefit if you'd like to chip in and help out, by all means. As anyone who has been outside of my house will attest, you don't have to sell me on lighting up anything. I'm there. That's right. And uh, just to put a little bow on this. Um... <laughs> Look at you. Oh, they grow up so fast. I'm proud of you, James. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Mr. Merrigan has uh, been volunteering for the last 40 years doing this and, and fundraising and, and working in the community. And uh, one of the reasons why they dubbed him St. Patrick was he actually seriously considered becoming a priest when he was young, but then decided to do community work instead. And another great thing, this man is a friend of ours in, in one way or another by some cosmic connection that Mr. Merrigan was involved in radio before he started his career as a community worker as well. So just an all-around great guy, hockey fan, big heart, great ideas, and God bless. So just to, to recap, he is not called St. Patrick because he's a big fan of shamrock shakes. I don't know uh, if, if they have them in Kirkland, Quebec. Maybe that's a good question. Maybe if we could have Mr. Desson interview Merrigan again and, and try and find out for us. Not a snake handler or anything like that? No, I don't think there's anything to do with potato famine or anything of that nature. All right. Well, good. Good. Oh, bless you, lad. But you know what? Great idea. We did talk about in the past with St. Patrick's Day and, and St. Joseph's Day how they probably would have been excellent deck hockey players. And uh, that just ties in very beautifully right here in one man. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll keep him in mind come March. Good idea. Got to make a mental note. Or maybe uh, Superfan Sue and Lou will help us out and watch our backs again. Yeah, somebody better because you and I, if, if, if we're left to our own devices with this, we haven't a prayer. <laughs> Amen. All right. What else are we talking about this week, James? All right. Well, let's go to a much warmer and, and nicer climate and visit Bermuda. And this is really strange, at least as far as I know, the connection between rugby and deck hockey. Okay. I want to talk about this, but before we go on, I have to ask, because I've always been confused about this, is rugby and Aussie rules football, are they different sports or is that actually the same thing? Superfan Lou? <laughs> <laughs> Survey says, anybody? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I just know that uh, rugby is played with a funny looking, what we refer to as a football here in America. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, it looks like a big horse pill instead of a, a ball. Uh, those guys are really big and scary looking, and uh, they don't use any equipment like shoulder pads or stuff. So I don't know the difference between the Australian rules or regular rugby if there is. I don't know. I will say this. There is an obvious connection between deck hockey and rugby in that, you know, both groups of players are generally pretty tough and generally pretty nuts. <laughs> yes. So maybe that's where the connection is. Is there so, a more or a concrete connection, though, James? We'll, we'll delve into that. Yes. And uh, this is an article written by Sam Murley in the Royal Gazette. So you could check that out there. But the two groups are known as the Beyond Rugby Bermuda Program and the Bermuda Ball Hockey Association. So they got together to uh, combine efforts. The reason being is to increase fundraising and development for both sports. Uh, if you're familiar, and we've tried to post this on our uh, Twitter and, and 
accounts on Facebook and so on and so forth, is that the ISBHF World Ball Hockey Masters Tournament was successfully held there in Bermuda over September and was really fantastic how it had everybody around the world come together and compete in a tremendous deck hockey tournament. So that was really a huge success. Basically, I, I guess the, um, I don't know if there's a, a connection between the groups, the rugby group and the deck hockey group of players that play both or uh, people that run it. I'm not sure, at least not from this article, I could see that. But I guess they figured, hey, we're, we're neighbors, so let's combine forces and, uh, you know, focus around the world, maybe using the World Ball Hockey Masters Tournament as a springboard for promoting rugby. Because I do know that rugby is kind of catching on in, in the United States here, too, with uh, there's even television coverage and so on and so forth. I assume that the ball hockey is the beyond part of beyond rugby. I guess, <laughs> unless they're big Buzz Lightyear fans, I don't know. Or uh, Batman Beyond? Ah, even better. <laughs> You know, uh, this is this is a really long walk and a really big stretch, but <clears throat> let me put on my my nerd glasses here, which is really are the same as my regular glasses. But um, <clears throat> there was uh, several episodes of Batman Beyond where uh, Terry McGinnis's school they played an athletic event that is not dissimilar from rugby, except it was in I believe zero gravity. Okay, I'm done with the the silly like comic book nerd guy impression but yes there, there were episodes of batman beyond where they had a team that played as i said some some kind of aggressive you know not dissimilar to rugby sport uh, although they had quite a lot of equipment that that was one in particular i believe was basically the say no to drugs episode but yeah. uh <laughs> you know drugs are bad okay so yes but <laughs> I don't even remember what the connection here was. Beyond, beyond, Batman Beyond. That was, it's not even worth it. I'm sorry. That 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 was a diversion that only the the smallest percentage of people will probably appreciate. So I, I apologize for that. Hey, anytime you can work Batman Beyond in is always a good thing. So well done, sir. Just to give you an idea of the Beyond Rugby program, what they do is they focus on middle and high school youngsters, and they teach them the beautiful sport of rugby and they focus on the core value of the sport and develop strong characteristics within Bermuda youth. So it's a good way to, again, camaraderie, something to do, teammates, good stuff, keep in shape, exercise, you know the drill at this point. Also in celebration of bridging the two sports, members of the Beyond Rugby program were treated to a night of ball hockey from the ISBHF guys and then the uh, Bermuda Ball Hockey League. And so they were taught the drills of certain deck hockey drills, and they were taught how ball handling skills and things of that nature, the ins and outs of the sport. And they were also able to play against one another and watch the real ball hockey players play games and compete and really see what the uh, great sport is all about. Yeah. That's all well and good, but now I've just got the Batman Beyond theme stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm sorry. And yeah, that, that's the Beyond Rugby Bermuda Program and Bermuda Ball Hockey Association. <laughs> like, I feel like I am crazy enough to play rugby. 
I don't know if my body could take it at this point, you know, being uh, 38 now and, and, you know, having terrible knees, being so badly out of shape. But like, I would do it. I would totally do it. When I was in college, we, James and I mentioned the radio connection earlier. There was a fellow at our radio station, WSJU, a fellow student named Rob McGowan, and he went to the school Stuyvesant High School in, uh, in here in New York. And apparently at his school, they invented a game called Steffenloft. Really, it's not worth going into, but essentially it was ultimate kill the man with the ball, which, um, as I recall, the ball was always in play. And the only two rules of the game were no kicking someone who's unconscious and no biting. Everything else was like legal. So... You know, and I was invited to play a couple of games with them, which in retrospect was probably pretty foolish, especially I think I fractured my foot at one point when I was basically I had like a 300 plus pound guy jump on my back and I didn't go down. I just kind of held him there upright and uh, I felt something pop in my foot and and I I was really it was hard walking for a while after that which made things especially difficult because I believe I was in a a production of Damn Yankees at the time so I had to dance in that show so that anyway sorry but the point being that um yeah I I if I this was this is going back like 15 years but if I had the makeup for it then you know certainly even if I can't do it physically, I have the emotional and, and mental fortitude, I think, to play rugby now. They don't call you the American Rhino for nothing. You are a strong, strong young man. I mean, I call myself the American Rhino. I don't know, you know, that's that's kind of like I started the trend. It's not like I, you know, I just went along with it with everybody else. I, Rhino, Rhino. Actually, I didn't give myself the nickname Rhino. That is also a college thing. And that's a story that's not really fit for air. But that's neither here nor there. But I kind of, I, I really, I'm the one pushing the American Rhino thing. So, you know, it's, it's a little pretentious, honestly, to give myself a nickname. But I'm not going to give anybody else credit for that. Fair enough. But um, if you wouldn't mind, yeah, as yes. we usually do around this time of year and, and with, with the podcast and helping out our wonderful listeners out there, deck hockey Christmas gifts. You know, uh, I know it's kind of late in the season, but there's still time, as the American Rhino said, that uh, we could still order some things if you haven't yet. Or maybe the uh, hockey fan in your life is being mum and you have to surprise him or her this year with maybe a nice new jersey or something, as we spoke of a few podcasts ago with the new alternate jerseys and so on and so forth. But or, uh, or maybe you're an English listener and the hockey fan in your life is mum, in which case get your mother something nice. <laughs> she deserves it. Yes, she does. Something beyond a spot of tea. Um, so I don't know. I, I assume, no, you know, I, I was going to say, I assume I know for fact that there are pockets of hockey fans in England in jolly old England, because uh, we had, you know, friend of the podcast, Sam Chima on who was from that place and and told us all about his his youth growing up in england as a hockey fan so so yes they do exist it's like that that christmas uh m&m's commercial he does exist they do exist <gasps> that is a perennial classic yes it is so anyway instead of telling you what you should get we just want to give you a heads up on what you should steer clear of in terms of if you want to surprise the hockey fan or player in your life 
that uh, there are things that you just should know, whereas equipment-wise, for example, there are things, if you're, if you're not familiar with, uh, with hockey gear or uh, whatever the case is, that don't feel bad that if you buy a hockey stick for the player and it's a lefty stick and he's a right-handed player or she's a right-handed player and that poor person doesn't want to offend the one who gave the gift, but basically that stick is useless because it's the wrong blade and, and so on and so forth. So we'll just delve into that a little bit and, uh, and help you out there to make sure that you don't make that mistake. And as Gary says, don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to start off with a non-hockey example just because it's the first thing that leaps readily to, to mind. Uh, and when I say non-hockey, I should say non-hockey specific because this can apply to all sports. If you are getting some kind of apparel, some kind of, you know, fan apparel, be it a jersey or a hat or a shirt or something, be careful of, say, uh, alternate logos or, you know, something that's not traditionally the color scheme or, or something that the fan wears. If it's something that looks cool and you know the person well enough to think that they would like it, then, you know, by all means, go for it. But when you're a fan of a team, especially if you're, say, going to a game, I, I think part of our kind of, you know, mutual psychosis, <laughs> let's call it, as sports fans is that, you know, we, we like to dress like our, our favorite team. We like to, you know, it makes us feel like we're part of the team, like we're supporting them by dressing the same as them. So if you get somebody something that is not, you know, a standard, and I'm not talking about, you know, alternate jerseys, like if, if a team comes out with a cool alt one season or a third jersey or something like that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something that's way off the rails. That's, you know, not the team colors or not the team logo or something just, you know, it, it even if it's officially licensed apparel, but if it doesn't look like something that one of the players would wear in the game, you know, just just give it a second thought and say, would this person really wear this? Would this person really enjoy wearing this? Cuz sports fans can be very particular about the kind of gear that they wear around a team. Excellent suggestion. Thank you. Also, too, speaking of equipment, if you're looking to, uh, like, a player needs a new stick or obviously a goalie, I mean, guys, you, you guys and gals have the most gear to worry about. But just be wary of that as well, because speaking from experience, I like Titan brand hockey sticks. I wouldn't mind a Warrior, for example, or another Easton or other brands of that nature. But my go-to is a Titan stick, and I like a particular length, and I like the blade to be curved a certain way, and things of that nature. And that's really specific for each hockey player because that's why they have sticks with certain lengths and that's why they have blades with certain curves and, and pitches and so on and so forth. So just be careful there. You can't just go in and pick up a stick off of the internet and say, here you go, you know, even check out the all black hockey sticks, how they go in depth of different versions and things of that nature. So it's really very specific and don't be offended if, if that player can't use it or whatever the case is. But just make sure that he or she asks for it and gives you specifics so then everybody's happy. So Santa Claus, he's the type of guy that could pull that stuff off. But for human beings like that, we need to know exactly what to get. And even for where you buy it, you have to be careful as well. So just, just keep that in mind. Uh, for the goalies out there, American Rhino, if you wouldn't mind kind of taking that point for the Yeah, fans. sure. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. I'm not as particular with the curvature of the blade for my stick, but 
you know, length is a big deal because one, you know, you're, you're as, and this is the same really to an extent as for a regular skater or runner or what have you, but as a goalie, you're kind of hunched in that semi crouch for the whole game and you want your stick to be, uh, you don't want to have to lean over more to get your stick flat on the ground, but by the same token, you don't want your arm to be at an unusual angle either when you're holding it. So length of the stick is very important. I would say that weight of the stick is also a consideration for a goalie, especially and material, you know, that that's something that, you know, you didn't necessarily go into, but, you know, you've got like ABS blades and, and your, your traditional wood, you got carbon fiber and so many, you know, different kind of features and compositions for a stick. So in that case, maybe a gift card might be, even if it seems a little impersonal, a gift card might be a better thing to get the player in your life if if you really want them to have that new stick that they've been eyeing unless you know you know down to the 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 tiniest specification what they like as far as the rest of the gear i i mean masks are i'm not super particular but i know some goalies can be very particular about not only the like the shape of the mask but also the cage which is to say the like metal grid that sits in front of your face, the kind of the crisscross metal wire that sits in front of your face. That's called the cage. And there's a couple of different designs for that. Like I think there's a standard cage, which is just like a basic grid that's curved, but there's also the cat eye and some goalies swear by that and will not use a regular cage. So, you know, there's also the idea that the mask, uh, you you turn your head a lot as a goalie. So if it doesn't fit snugly, you don't, you know, if it's shaking around on your head, it's going to be distracting. So you want to make sure it fits tightly, but not too tightly that it's crushing you. And, you know, they are adjustable, but still. And masks are, are made of different things. You know, I think the higher end masks are made of Kevlar. So if somebody, you know, shoots you, which uh, obviously, God forbid... But uh, you might be okay. But yeah. So, and again, weight is a consideration. Design. Design is a very personal thing for a goalie. I have two regular masks that I wear. One, it wound up being a Star Wars mask that I got cheap, faux cheap, when my, unfortunately, when my last mask broke. And uh, I have what I call, which I've talked about on the podcast before, my tournament mask, which is the mask that I painted myself. And, you know, that's deeply personal to me. But even the Star Wars mask, I, I had a number of options and I went with the one that, you know, I liked most and that I felt most closely resembled my personality, my temperament, my gear. You know, goalie, some goalies are super anal about making sure all their gear matches. So you can get a great deal. You can get the perfect specifications. You can get exactly the thing that the goalie likes. It can be the wrong color and they will not want to use it. So, yeah, yeah, in in terms of pads, pads are all different lengths and they have different. Some pads break. Break is, is kind of have creases kind of are creased have like knee rolls at the top the way they bend in different spots and it's they have different like landing pads they're they're called which is when you butterfly the part where your leg actually hits on the ground so yeah pads can be very very again personal to the goalie so you know blocker 
glove glove is a huge deal like i've gone through a few different gloves and i you know i had one that i tried for like a year to break in and i just couldn't and i went back and i wound up repairing my glove that i would use before that which is smaller and which always falls apart on me but like it's 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 comfortable and i you know it's easier to catch balls in it so glove is a big deal i don't know like those are the, those are probably the biggest things in terms of things that are super personal to a goalie that they they might prefer to choose on their own but again if you know this person well enough and that you have similar tastes and know what they like then maybe you can take the chance yeah and another great point too that the american rhino brought up before is that there is a difference between ball hockey deck hockey gear and ice hockey gear that ball hockey pretty similar if not the same as roller hockey because it's a little bit, uh, it's designed to be played on a rougher surface than obviously ice. And then there's ice hockey. So that's a whole other different story. And it could be overkill in terms of protection for ice hockey, as opposed to something that's not as expensive either for uh, roller hockey and, and ball hockey. So just be aware of all that stuff. And, and yeah, you know, the American Rhino's right. If you know the person you're buying for well enough, by all means, if not, the person asking for it should be very specific. And American Rhino is totally correct. If all else fails, just get a gift card. And I would be very happy with using the gift card, getting exactly what I want, knowing I'll get what I want and appreciate that somebody went through the effort to treat me to it. And that's part of the fun. You get to find what you want exactly. So that's actually that's a great point that you brought up, James, about the difference between ice hockey and and even like your higher level roller hockey and your ball hockey stuff. Because just for an example, I have a chest protector that's designed for ice hockey and I have a couple of different types that I use for for ball hockey. And the ice one is a lot bulkier, a lot heavier and it's a lot more constricting than the the ones that I use for ball hockey. And honestly, I don't need to use it. I don't need that kind of protection for a ball that I would need for a puck. Because rarely do I get hit that hard. And if I do, you know, I suck it up. But that's, you know, that's just, that's a hockey player. So... Yeah, that's definitely something you want to consider as well. And just from a pocketbook standpoint, you know, general rule of thumb, your your ball hockey gear is going to be a lot cheaper than your ice hockey gear. So if cash is a concern, then you definitely want to do your homework there. And uh, obviously the kind of this one, I say obviously, but, you know, it, it may be so obvious that it's not something that you even think about. Obviously, you have to know whether the person's a lefty or a righty because... You know, a lefty stick and a righty stick are, are very different, and it's going to be really difficult, if not impossible, for a righty to use a lefty stick and vice versa. And also with goalies, you know, it's doubly confusing because a goalie holds the stick in, you know, basically one hand and uses kind of the, the reverse of, of what you, you know, would expect because of it so you have to know you know what hand the goalie is going to be using so yeah just be careful (laughs) you know let the buyer beware i guess tread cautiously is what i'm saying yeah we want everybody to be happy and enjoy and and no tears or disappointment on christmas morning there's no crying in hockey james and there's no crying in christmas unless i don't know i guess you make somebody really really happy with a gift in which case i guess crying is allowed well done well done like so, i uh, proposed to my wife on christmas and she cried so uh I'm, I'm sure she foresaw the life ahead of her you know being married to me which you know is a completely understandable reaction 
I'm sorry, darling. Well, maybe you could make it up to her by uh, filling us in on a, on the week of our favorite orange, big, goofy goon. Oh, absolutely. I would be remiss, James, were I not to fill you all in on the uh, the exploits of our favorite uh, mascot in our recurring segment this week in Gritty. This week in Gritty. Yes, and what has Gritty been up to this week? Oh, funny that you should ask. Well, honestly, I will say that Gritty hasn't actively done that much that I know of this week, but um, that could be because he is preparing for Christmas. And as we kind of alluded to, he does bear some resemblance to a, a... a fabled holiday character who is known the world over. Yes, of course, I'm referring to the Krampus. And if you are bad, and maybe even if you're not, Gritty might sneak into your house and steal you away in the night. We know that he does have a penchant for abducting children. So, you know, just keep an eye out. And if you hear something in the middle of the night, it may not be a right jolly old elf is what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, what, what in fact, has Gritty been up to this week besides, you know, terrifying us all? Uh, well, one thing that he did is he made a pass at Kim Kardashian. Oh, no. Yes, that's right. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, he, he basically said that, you know, if something ever happens to Kanye West, that his big orange fur is great to cry on. And uh, he he would be happy to step into that role. Gritty can talk? Well, I think it was a text interview. I I, I guess he can write. I don't know if he can talk. All right. Yeah, that's something else, because I don't think mascots speak. I know know Gritty, you know, he may want the consolation of, of Kim Kardashian. You know, your mileage may vary, but it seems like he's into her. He may need that consolation because, unfortunately, he missed out on an opportunity that he was really hoping for, which is to say that uh, Gritty was was really pushing, I think, for the Times Person of the Year award, their annual Person of the Year. And unfortunately, he was not on the shortlist. So I'm sure that has to sting. Well, is he a person, though? Does that qualify? I don't know. Um, He's more of a monster, no? Yeah, I, I suppose. Maybe maybe they can start a companion feature for, you know, ancient spirits of evil. But, um, you know, <laughs> him and Mumra. So, uh, well, maybe maybe he will find some purpose in his life nevertheless. Because... The one other thing that Gritty has been hoping for is you may have heard that there has been a bit of brouhaha of late that sadly there is currently no Oscars host. Kevin Hart having to drop out due to some controversy. Gritty has apparently his name has been floated as (laughs) by some people as a possible replacement Oscar host. And this comes uh, actually from an AP report from Lindsay Barr. And uh, yeah, so Gritty Gritty has tweeted a picture of himself as the Oscar statue, and he's humbly accepted the job. So I, I guess if they want him, you know, if Gritty can't talk yet, he's he'd better learn because I don't think the uh, you know Mr. Met style 
uh, and I guess most mascots. But, you know, James and I kind of like to poke fun at Mr. Met for for being very expressive with his hands. I don't think that kind of, you know, mascot pantomime will fly on the Oscar stage. Although I will say it probably greatly reduces the chances of offending somebody at the Oscars, which uh, seems to be an annual tradition. Yeah, very good point. But yeah, speaking of point, you can't just clap and point and that's not going to do it, I guess. Huh? Probably not. Not at the Oscars. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff may fly at the Golden Globes, but this is the Academy Awards, James. And also, as you were saying before, that we have to uh, tip our sticks and give an assist to Superfan Sue. I did say for, as much. Yeah, for uh, posting that uh, very interesting article about Gritty on our Facebook page and bringing up the fact that I didn't realize this. There is only one team in the NHL that does not have a mascot. I also did not realize that. Nor did I. And it's our favorite team. It's the New York Rangers. I mean, let me be clear. I knew that the Rangers didn't have a mascot. I just didn't realize that they were unique in that. Exactly. Same here. I guess Mark Messier doesn't count. (laughs) Didn't didn't they used to have a mascot a very long time ago? I think they did. It was like some big blue looking thing. I don't know. I can't attest to that, though. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know. But yeah, so, you know, I, I resisted the urge on Facebook. This is this is me standing up in the face of temptation. I resisted the urge to to make some kind of remark to the effect that the Rangers, uh, you know, don't have a mascot because they have dignity. But uh, that that's that's, you know, that's just me as an entitled Ranger fan. So that's not really kind to the fans of the other NHL teams that apparently do have mascots. And honestly, all kidding aside, if you are a fan of an NHL team that has a mascot, shout it out. Let us know what your team's mascot is, because I know some of them, but like, honest to God, I would have, if you had asked me how many teams don't have a mascot, I would have probably said roughly half of them because, you know, I like just, just the Columbus Blue Jackets, Who's their mascot? Oh, I had just seen him. He uh, he sets off the cannon when they score a goal. And uh, Raleigh, I know, I know you guys. I know we have some 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 fans. Like who's the Carolina Hurricanes? Who's their mascot? Like, honest, honest to God, if you are a listener and you are a fan of an NHL team, please tell me what your mascot is because I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. So again, yeah, thank you very much, Superfan Sue. We appreciate it and uh, enjoyed the article. And, and thank you, Lou. And we encourage everybody out there. Obviously, our good friends, Kevin of the uh, Raleigh Street Hockey League, too. Thank you for the tweets and, and, and so on and so forth. So we appreciate the support. Well done. And uh, thank you. Yes, indeed. We thank you for your support. Was that Bartles and James? Oh, man. I'm, I'm reaching yes. way back into my... And we thank you for your support. That's right. It's a commercial... Oh, very long time ago. Does Bartles and James even still exist? I don't think so. Oh, man. I miss the 80s, though. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> th- this <laughs> this seems to have strayed a bit far afield of the point. But all that being said, this has been This Week in Gritty. This Week in Gritty. And good riddance. <laughs> Last minute remaining in the podcast. Oh, and that will bring us to the end of yet another episode of Hit the Deck. I really don't know where these things go. It seems like I blink and and we've been talking for an hour. So I like I don't know how this happens. 
So I hope you have found it a productive hour or so. Well, uh, if you haven't, really, all I can offer is an apology. I, I really I don't know what else we can give you at this point. Anything else involves more of us talking. So, like, you know, you, you've got what you've got at this point. Anyway, so I should I should thank you for sticking with us for the duration. You know, thank you for listening to Hit the Deck this episode and every episode. We we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you to Pops for being the voice of the podcast. Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music here on the podcast. The LIQ for sound effects. Superfan Sue, Lou Harviton, and everybody who contributes to this podcast. We do so appreciate all of your contributions each and every week. And you... Dear listener, I would encourage you, if you enjoy this podcast, to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do so on any number of platforms, and you know what you like to listen to podcasts on, so rest assured that we are probably there, and if we're not, let us know so we can get there. We, we really, we, wanna, we want to do for you. We, we want, help us help you. Help us help you dear listener. And one of the ways you can tell us if we are not on your podcasting platform of choice, the the preferred method, email us at hit the deck. Deck is, of course, D-E-K. Hit the deck at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at hit the deck pod. We are at hit the deck on Instagram and we will be at hit the deck on Facebook live at 7 p.m. on Saturday, December 15th, you can check us out for some holiday shenanigans. And if you are not able to check us out live, you can go back and you can check out the replay and you can enjoy it all over again. So, uh, you know, we, we, that's the, the blessing of this digital age will always be there as long as there is a Facebook. And I have no doubt it'll be up on YouTube eventually as well. And the audio, as I mentioned earlier, will be up here on this podcast feed. But until then, and until the next time that we have the opportunity to speak to one another, James, is there anything that you would care to add here at the end of the show? Yes, thank you, sir. First off, Athena, we tried reaching out to you. Hopefully you got the email. We want to have you on the podcast. Don't be shy. And thank you for um, the support and, and reaching out to us on Twitter. So hopefully, you know, we weren't ignoring you. So uh, just let us know either way. Also, if you're looking to play deck, please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association. For now, they're called the Charlotte Street Hockey. But in January, if you heard the last podcast, it will change their name. And the Raleigh Street Hockey League. And of course, our own LIQ. And thank you for listening. Thank you, James. And so, of course, as ever, I would like to end out the podcast in the traditional manner. And you know what? Before I do that, before I end the podcast, I do want to say that if you do not listen to our scrimmage and and if this is the last, this is the last full episode of Hit the Deck before Christmas, I believe. So I want to just extend out to you and yours on behalf of James and on behalf of the entire Hit the Deck family, a very merry happy. If you celebrate, then celebrate to to the best of your ability. A a very merry Christmas to you and yours, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side of that. So all that being said, I would like to remind you, dear listener, that uh, whether you are playing deck hockey to combat a crippling mental disorder or whether you are playing it in the warm tropical Caribbean, whether you are searching for the perfect hockey gift for that special someone, or whether you are throwing yourself out there on social media to 
anyone who will listen. Regardless of what you happen to be doing, I would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. You look a little like you're in the Russian mob. Well, times have been bad. I had to do something. Da, da. You need not explain <laughs> yourself, comrade. It is Coney Island, so. Uh, we'll, uh, how do you say, make you uh, sleep with the seafood. You're better at this than I am. Mob hits? I hope not. I'm the Italian. I'm supposed to be good at that. <laughs> Let's see. Who else can we offend? We haven't even started the show yet. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. And to all, dos vedania.